You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Chester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. Who wants to hear a story that involves ice cream? We got any ice cream lovers in the house? Anyone, Ben Hardy? I see that hand up high. The Hardy household having ice cream every night without fail. It's where my love comes, comes for ice cream. And so it was summer. This is a great story. I set the scene for you. It was a summer afternoon. Me and Abby, it was a sat- Sunday. It's not a Saturday. We'd done church. We'd been home. We'd had a lovely dinner together. And we were sat there and we thought, the sun is shining. Do you know what would be perfect right now? An ice cream. And ice cream. Who here has been to the ice cream farm in Chester? Can I see a raise of hands? So you guys know the level of ice cream I'm talking about, right? Up here, our expectations were high. We wanted the best ice cream that all of Chester has to offer. There we are in the car. Abby had never been. So I had like bigged up this ice cream. Abby also can't have dairy, which the ice cream farm do amazing vegan choices. So I had bigged up, oh, there's like 10 flavors. You don't have to have sorbet. They've actually got ice cream that you can have. We got there and the queue was massive. It was huge. It was a hot day. Everyone had had the exact same idea. But what's great about the ice cream farm is they've got a drive through ice cream. How good is that? Drive through. Don't even have to get out of the car. Drive through. Get a massive ice cream cone. Sit in the car. Expectations were high. We had a plan. We got there. We pulled up. We got in the queue for the ice cream. 20 minutes go by. We hadn't moved. We hadn't moved. We just sat there. No one else had moved. There was actually people driving out of the queue. And we could see around the corner. We were like, flip. This queue must be massive if people are leaving. So we decided, all right, we'll settle for Sainsbury's ice cream. We'll drive to Sainsbury's, we'll get some ice cream, and we'll go home. But what day was it? It was Sunday. We got to Sainsbury's, it was closed. It was about half four, they closed. Harry, in that situation, what would you have done? Great shout, that is exactly what we did. We went to a different shop. So the expectation came back up because we remembered by the river in Chester, what do they do? Amazing ice creams. So we jumped back up. We were like, we're going to go get an amazing ice cream, go down by the river. It's going to be amazing. They do great vegan ice creams there for Abby. I can have my favorite honeycomb. We're on to a winner. We got there. What happened? It was shut. Couldn't believe it. Boom, down another peg. We were up, we were down. All we wanted was an ice cream. So we decided, okay, what we'll do, we'll get a scooter into town because that'll help lift the, lift the hopes a little bit. Get a scooter into town, get an ice cream from Ice Gelato. Last ditch, we're like, it's a chain. They're going to have ice cream that Abby can have. We're all good. So we get these scooters, no word of a lie. We start scooting into town and one of them dies. The battery died in it. So we spent our time, Abby was off in the distance, and there's me just pushing my scooter. Really sad, didn't have my ice cream. Those scooters, when they got no battery, they're actually really heavy. So I'm there, like, going up hills, Abby's whizzing off, having a whale of a time. And we get to Ice Gelato, we stand there, I'm like, do you do any vegan ice cream? No. We do ice. 
can't offer my wife ice. I've promised her ice cream. Ice does not compare. Didn't even do a sorbet, didn't do anything. So we left Ice Gelato in the middle of town and we ended up in Tesco Express with a Magnum. We went and sat on the bench in the park and bitterly ate our Magnums. We were on a journey. Started up here, we ended down there. We had a plan, we had expectations. And the title of today's message is God had a plan and his plan is still on. How good is that? God had a plan and his plan is still on. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at a story in the Bible. Is anybody, I want to see a raise of hands if you know the story of Joseph. Oh, we got a good percentage. Anyone else? Go on, get your hands up. You've, you've heard it before. That's it. Brilliant. Well, if you haven't, here we go. You ready? We're going to go through it really quickly. If I was to read it to you, we'd, we'd all be going to pasta leaves for tea and maybe a nap because we'd be here all day. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through it really quickly. So Joseph, big name in the Bible. And he had was it seven brothers, 12 brothers, 12 brothers. And he was the youngest of his brothers. His father was Jacob. Here we go. I'm trying to remember it as we go. So, uh, <laughs> and his brothers were super jealous of him because his father favoured Joseph, Joseph above them. He favoured Joseph above them, gave him an amazing coat. Amazing. Loads of colours. It was fantastic. All the other brothers are like, ah, I've only got a t-shirt. I wanted a coat. It's cold outside, Dad. Um, so he's favoured. Absolutely amazing. And what happens is God gives Joseph a dream. He gave him a dream. A fantastic dream that gave him a glimpse into his future. And it gave Joseph, Joseph a glimpse of what he would be doing in his future. It was a bit of God's plan. A bit of God's plan for him. And it showed him that one day he was going to rule. Big dream. Big dream. And he told his brothers which made his brothers even more jealous because they thought he was saying, I'm going to rule over you, you're below me. So what happened was his brothers plotted against Joseph. They planned to kill him, but they couldn't do that. So they sold him into slavery instead. He won, didn't he? Nope. So he goes off into slavery, gets sold, finds himself in Egypt to get sold again to Potiphar, who was King Pharaoh's, one of his ministers, right? So then he's living with... Um, Potiphar, they're in the house, and he wins favor with him and becomes the, the right-hand man to his estate and starts running his estate for him. Amazing. God had a plan, right? But then he gets tricked again by Potiphar's wife and ends up in prison. But whilst in prison, he then becomes the right-hand man to the prison warden. See? Backwards and forwards, up and down, like in our story. We had a good ice cream, bad ice cream. Good ice cream, bad ice cream. Leader of an estate in prison, right-hand man. But then he, he wins an audience with King Pharaoh. And this is absolutely amazing. So he wins an audience with him to interpret his dreams. He interprets the dreams. And out of the wisdom that he shows, he then becomes pretty much the prime minister of all of Egypt. Wow. Can you see the up and down? Can you see it? And all along, God had a plan. Joseph knew that God had a plan. His dad, Jacob, knew that he had a plan. And his brothers also knew that God had a plan. And I think that's why they were jealous. Because they knew that God had more for Joseph than he did for them. 
And I want to remind everybody this morning that God had a plan before the pandemic. God had a plan for you. Audacious kids, God had a plan for you before you had to do homeschool with mum and dad. God had a plan. Audacious youth, God had a plan before you had to start year seven on Zoom and have all of your GCSEs axed. God had a plan. Adults, God had a plan when you couldn't go into work, you couldn't run your business, you started your new career on Zoom and God had a plan when you had to stay at home and become a teacher and go through 12 months, 18 months of teacher training without even signing up. God had a plan. Luckily for the teachers, they were fine. For everyone else, I remember going around to my mum's house, stepping in the door and going, nope. I'm, I'm going to leave that situation. I'm going. But the point is, God had a plan. In the same way as God had a plan, God has a plan. He has a plan for you now. He has a plan for your future. Amen. Is that good? That is good. Come on. God has a plan. But as well as God having a plan, he had a plan. His plan is still on. His plan is still on. So like Jacob was in these ups and downs, God's plan was still on the whole way through. Even at his high points, his low points, God had a plan and his plan is still on. And it's the same for us today. God's plan is still on for us today. Is that good? God's plan is on today. God's plan is still on. And... God's plan was on when Joseph saw his brothers after his dad had died. So right at the end of the story, what happens was Joseph, he's the prime minister. He's won himself this great audience with the king. He's leading over Egypt. His dream had come true. And his father died and his father said to him, Jacob said, is the last words he said was, forgive your brothers. Forgive your brothers. And when his brothers saw him and they saw the position he was in, they fell to their knees and they were saying, I'll be a slave, I'll do anything. Please have mercy, please Joseph, I'll be a slave, I'll do anything. They were pretty much begging for Joseph, not just to discard them and have them killed. But this is what Joseph said. It's gonna come up on the screens for us. Don't be afraid. Do I act for God? Don't you see? You planned evil against me, but God used those same plans for my good. How good is that? As you see all around you right now, life for many people. Easy now, you have nothing to fear. Take care. I'll take care of your children and of you. Be reassured. And he was speaking to them heart to heart. God took what was meant for evil and he turned it for good to take what was meant for evil over these last 18 months and he's going to turn it for good. He's going to take the insecurities, the the nervousness to go back to school and he's going to give you confidence and he's going to enable you to, to see your friends, to have fun. Adults, he's going to give you the confidence to have a relationship with the people you've only met on Zoom when you get back into work. So good. God had a plan and his plan is still on. I wonder if we can all say that together. God had a plan 
and His plan is still on. Come on, let's do it again. God had a plan and His plan is still on. So good. And like Joseph, God had a plan for him when he was sold as a slave. God had a plan for him when he was in prison. God had a plan for him when he was the right-hand man to the prison warden. God had a plan for him when he was the prime minister of Egypt. You see, God's plan is consistent in all of our lives, all of the time. And I want, what I want everyone to do is I want you to remember audacious kids. When everything feels messy, feels like the plan's been sabotaged, like our bandit Dr. Diablo tried to do to our service today, I want you to remember that God is in control. Can we say that together? God is in control. And what God does is often when we feel like we're in a mess, the plan's been sabotaged, actually, that's exactly where He wants us to be. So we can be confident that God is in control. I've got a verse that I want to read to you. It's from Psalms 91. I'm going to read it for you. It's on the screen. Whoever goes to the Lord for safety... Whoever remains under the protection of the Almighty can say to him, You are my defender and protector. You are my God. In you I trust. He will keep you safe from all the hidden dangers and from all the deadly diseases. He will cover you with his wings. I love that picture, don't you? Just God covering you with his wings. And he will be and you will be safe in his care. His faithfulness will protect and defend you. How good is that, audacious kids? That is amazing. So what we can do is we can go into school and we can be confident because God is our protector. We can go into school and we can be brave because God is our protector. And we can take our faith and we can take audacious with us and we can be audacious in spirit whilst we're in school. Why? Because God is our protector. So I want everybody to remember that. God is your protector. If you're ever scared, just think of that image of him wrapping his wings around you and protecting you. Tell your friends when you're in school, there's no need to be scared. There's a God and he loves you. He protects you. We have all got everybody, speaking to the adults as well now, we have all got a heavenly father that is looking out for you. He loves you. He's caring. He wants the best for you. He is championing you every single day, every moment. You have a heavenly father who is your best fan. He is cheering you on every day, every moment. How good is that? We absolutely love that. He is your protector. He is your confidence. And I wonder what that would look like if we all step back into into life, into school, as we all go back. Some of us have gone back. Some of us are going back tomorrow. If we take a step into school, knowing and having that confidence. Or adults, we step into those work environments with the people we've never actually met, knowing that our God is our protector, knowing that He has gone before us, He has created a way. I wonder what that would look like. I think it would look amazing. And I think we'd actually be able to change environments. We'd be able to shift atmospheres if we took that confidence with us. That's what I'm believing for. 
I'm believing that as we step back into these environments that we haven't been able to step into, we're actually going to carry something so unique that the people that don't know God and have been almost in drought for the last 18 months, they're going to see something so unique over each and every one of you and they're going to start to ask questions. And you can just remind them that, oh, I'm okay because I've got a God. He's my protector. He loves me. He's got my best interests at heart. He's cheering me on. And guess what? He's cheering you on too. Do you think you could do that audacious kids? Do you think you could share that with your friends in those moments? I think you can. I think you've got the braveness, the audaciousness, the confidence. I think you can do it. I think you can do it. Maybe you've been listening to this message today. You've come to church and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that that's who God was. I didn't know that he cared for me, that he loved me, that he was championing me on, that he's my number one fan, that actually he's gone before me. He had a plan before all this craziness. And I didn't know that his plan was still on. I just got so trapped and so restricted. Well, I want to create a moment for you now to connect your life with him, for you to connect your life with Jesus. Because he loves you so much. John 10, 10, it says, he's come to give us life and life to the full. Not a life of restriction, but a life of stepping forward and stepping in to everything that he has for you. So just right now, I'm just wondering if everybody, if you could just close your eyes for me. We're doing this just so people, what I want you to do is if that's you today, you've heard something in this message today that's, maybe hit you in a way that you've never felt before, that's almost felt like a comfort. What I want you to do is I want you to respond in this moment. I want you to be brave. I want you to step out in faith and connect your life with a God who loves you, who has championed you, who has your best interests at heart. And what I want you to do to respond is I want you just to slip your hand up in the air for me just so I know who we're praying for in a moment when we pray the salvation prayer. I'm just going to give you a couple of moments. If that is you today, let me encourage you, step out, be bold, be brave. God loves you. He cares for you. He has your best interest at heart. He has been championing you on since the day you were born. Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. I just really feel like someone in this moment needed to hear that. So why don't you just raise your hand for me and we're going to say this prayer. You just raise your hand for me here today. That's great. I see the hands at the back. Anybody else? Just a couple more moments just so we can pray a prayer with you. We're all going to pray it together as a church. That is amazing. Church, why don't you repeat after me? Dear Jesus, I thank you for all you've done. I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you're my protector. I thank you that you've gone before me. I reconnect my life with you. Come into my heart, Jesus. Shape me, mold me, create me who you want me to be. I love you, Jesus.
Thank you for listening to this Audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online, every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. 